So we started off this recording with, or started off this uh, conversation with uh, speaking low and mellow. Yeah. And you're saying that you just had the 180, the opposite of that. So take it from there. Yeah, no, I was saying that, um, I don't know, that's the way, like what we've been talking, like instead of love, I feel like pure, just like not even pure, like it's not over-exaggerate, but um, I don't know, just annoyed, frustrated, and like, um, okay. Right. You don't have to go into much detail, but I do have a question, and that question is based upon an important, important teaching of the Buddha in the sense of cause and effect. With this, there is that. Not just in the sense of particular samapadaka, even faster than that, <laughs> but in another way of looking at it, it's that some big mood swings or changes or situations that we're in will change and do a 180. But that whole show is the result of something. There was a fire that started that uh, uh, burning inside of you, and that fire had a fuel. Yes. And every fire has a fuel. So if we can take it and remove the fuel from that fire, it will go out. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now I ask you the question, what is the fuel that set you off? Everything. Not a chance. Well, it seems like everything. One thing. Okay. I don't know. I'm just like, uh, even if it's the straw that broke the camel's back, one thing. What does that mean? Oh, the things pile up. That's just a, a very common analogy for things pile up. Um, like, for instance, that the scales are sitting this way. And you keep putting a new coin on and a new coin on and a new coin on. And soon this gets lightweight and starts to lift. You put more coins on and more coins on. It comes up to balance. You put a few more coins on and it tilts in the other direction. Okay. That's also when you overload a camel and put too much on it. For a long time, it can take the load. But eventually that last straw that you put on that camel's back breaks the back of the camel. Yeah. And the story is the straw that broke the camel's back. Okay, so you're saying that the whole show was like a one new coin after another going on to the wrong side of the scale. Yeah, it's just Until like... all of a sudden, or, or, or over a period of time, you went from this way to this yeah. way. Oh, faster than that. Oh, like... <laughs> oh, it happened. Okay, so what was the straw? I don't know. It's just like frustration in general about like. Oh, okay. So what you're saying now, I, I think, is is that uh, it wasn't an external straw. No, 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 no. It, no. it was an internal straw. Yeah. And yeah. so, okay. So now we can start asking questions about 
what was the mind doing in sati when you were adding straws to that camel's back? It's just the... Uh, or was there any sati? Well, I mean... <laughs> I don't... I don't... I don't. <laughs> it's kind of funny because... Uh, I'm just frustrated in general. I don't know. Like about... Because I feel like I've learned a lot of things about myself. And now I feel like... Like... More, 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 more. Not even more. It's not like... I just feel like there's something... Um, let me see. I mean, I'm trying to put it into words. Uh, hmm. Like a... Like I got like all, all the time. <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of, like, conflict between what the Buddha teaches and my, what I feel about what I should be doing. Like... Oh, you feel what you should be doing is that dialogue between the parent you should and the well, way that you feel about it. Not like that. Like it's not. It not, is, isn't it? I mean, you're giving yourself a set of rules and a set of standards you're not living up to. Well, it's not standards. It's more like just. I never really. Okay, so not the Buddhist teaching. Maybe I shouldn't say it like that. Maybe it's like certain. No, no, things. that's the whole point. Okay. That's the whole point. Yes, you were spot on with that. It is, in fact, the teachings of the Buddha that the uh, the critical parent mind rebels against. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, I'm not. That's the thing. It's not criticism. It's just like. Unfulfillment. There you go. There's no. Uh, it's, it's just frustrating because. There's so many things that it's like... What it, would happen if you were fulfilled? Let's go with the questions. Okay. What happens if you're fulfilled? What, what will give you the fulfilled feeling? What will be the fire or what will be the fuel that lights your fire of fulfillment? Doing what I like. <laughs> well, a lot of people, when they really learn how to do it, they don't do much anymore, and they really like that. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, why does it have to be that way? Like, why can't people be happy doing things too? Like, you know, doing. Oh, that's the whole question: is can you be happy doing things? But then it's not you that's doing them. It's just is things happen joyfully. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like, okay, so I guess to be more plain and straightforward is like, it feels like it's just like, ah, you know, it's so hard to put into words. Um, yes, I do. I struggled with it for years. I just like. And now I've found a vocabulary so I can speak about feelings directly. Yeah. It's, but um, it's normally not part of our vocabulary. And I understand, and I'm a patient guy. I'll wait on you. Figure it out. <laughs> like, okay, so it's like all these feelings, right? So, like, it's just like a lot of, like... All of these feelings, which you oh. can... Give me a list of five. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like it's just you know feeling in general, but like um, well, it's a feelings of disappointment, feelings of anger, feelings of heat, oh, feelings yeah. of sadness, feelings of grief, feelings of fear. Huh? No fear, no, no fear and grief, but every other one was right. Um, uh, it's more like because. Okay, so I want, like, ah, this is so weird because, like, it's kind of, like, frustrating and at the same time kind of, like, I don't want to sound like... Can you not be frustrated right now and talk about it as if the frustration is out there? And you can say, finally, "Uh aha, I see that frustration. Right now, you're being the frustration. Caught yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so it's like these. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just take a deep breath and stop trying to talk so fast and get it over with, and relax for a moment, and okay. come out of the frustration. Take a deep breath. Everything's okay. No need to be frustrated. It's just like... Easy peasy. I don't even have to talk now. I don't have to start things off with it's like. Until I figure out what it actually is. Okay. Um. Okay. It seems like there's Is a lot it? of... Are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm better. Okay. So... <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> I'm okay. You're okay. You okay? All right. <laughs> I think you're okay. Do you think you're okay? It's like, like, okay, so. It's like, okay, I, I'm listening <laughs> to you. <laughs> so before I entered into this type of practice, um, it seems like this practice, like there's still this belief in me, and I still believe it very strongly. That, okay, give me the belief in 10 words or less. Okay, like, like you know about Tantra, right? You're wasting a lot of words. You oh, start no, no. with the word satta. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I said tantra. 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 Okay. So start with the word tantra. You don't have to start with do you know the do you know about tantra? You just start off with tantra and just say it in ten words or less. Tantra is the first word. <laughs> okay. Like I really do still like and I want to to be this because I really think I hear you works. dancing around again. I don't hear you going to the second word. Let me finish. Okay, so like I You never do. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's what I'm trying to get you to do. Okay, Tantra. Tantra. Seems to be more like for this like, like Seems to be like and more, and then the word, the second word is what? More tailored to just regular life. 
right? See what I mean? Like just regular life. Like it doesn't take out, it doesn't split the world from yourself. It doesn't split. It doesn't have that split. Okay. And, All right. I got you. Right. And why do you think that the Dhamma splits you in half? It's not the Dhamma. I think it's just maybe like what they're <laughs> The whole point. If, if what you're saying with the Tantra, that's actually the teachings of the Buddha is to integrate your mind. That's yeah. why I'm asking you to get it integrated enough down to, and in fact, you got it out in about five words. Yeah. Yeah. So Tantra, joy, and activity together. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can have sex and you can um, paint and you can chant to any God that you would like to and feel like and be a God or whatever and just feel I like I don't know who's giving you that. That's not Tantra. Well, Tantra has deities, a lot of them, and yantras and things like that. They do have mantras. and um, Let us say that right? Tantra has a major wart. Yeah, well, it has a telling lot. me about the wart. Well, it has a lot of different sects, and it, it ultimately it, it's to teach you that all of that is to be integrated into, like, a teaching of no self. And All right, so if there is no self, then there is no self in any deity that you might imagine. It's just still, it's just for practice. Like you, you would integrate that psychology, like that psychology. Okay. Or, yeah. Like, you know, like, um, like a Tibetan Buddhist would do in deity yoga. Yes, I do. And then they have like karma mudra and things like that. Like they have many things. I know that, all about it. <laughs> yeah. And they have it, uh, they have it. It's, it's all here. part of step one. But and step two is to move beyond all of that. But see, they don't see it like that. They they see it as a part of it. That it's not just okay. It's a part. It becomes a part of it. Right. You integrate it. Everything becomes whole. Because they say, like, for people who can't do Mahamudra, they would do Karma Mudra, right? Okay. Um, but we do uh, um, mudras. Yes, but. Um, <laughs> It just seems like Theravada Buddhism doesn't have that aspect of it to help people, like, in the sense of, like, Great joy is not enough? Well, but it's just like, it's just like, Are you saying then in Tantra that these in, these deities that are integrated are still important? Well, it gives it gives <laughs> it gives you more freedom to move around in your feelings and more like. Uh, so you it, think of a deity and you feel good. What do you mean? Well, that's what you're talking about. It gives you freedom to move around in your feelings. And I suppose if you have the freedom to move around in your feelings, you're not intentionally going to go into bad feelings. Yeah. And yeah. what kind of deity are you going to have there? Yeah. Um, I don't. I still don't know what you mean. 
If you want to brighten your mind with deities, fine. That's good. That's part of the practice. Okay. If you want to. But you do not have to personalize them. But you can actually see the deity has an attribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and so you can actually then, if you will, meditate on that attribute. Which means that you gladden your mind with that attribute. And you become that attribute. Deity, by the name, is optional. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) But then, like, it's also... But if you need the deity in order to think about the attribute, then okay, go for that step. That's an okay step to do. And, I was and just giving all, you a kind of high bar, I guess, to get over. <laughs> yeah, it's big, big first step. Go after the attribute without the deity attached. But if you yeah. need the deity to stand on so that you can go up to the attribute of the deity, okay. Yeah, but it's like it's still like and then there's this other thing like where they like, see everything. I hear the I hear a lot of likes in there. Okay. And um, I'm giving they, you a chance to start be mindful of your language. Okay, they see the mother, right? They have a mother figure. And <laughs> I like that. Like and they also <laughs> Yes, and they also um, they see everything like as integrated into what do you like? Huh? I'm counting the word like every time you say it. Okay. They in the past sentence you said it three times. Okay. They see. And there's and there's the other word. Okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. Are you okay? Yes. I'm trying to get it. Everything is okay. Even the deities are okay. Is that enough freedom for you? No boundaries? <laughs> Everything's okay? <laughs> yeah, okay, so they see the deity like as in everything, like, right? So, okay and alike already. That's how I talk. Um, okay, so... <laughs> <sighs> okay, can I talk? I'm sorry, that's a no. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm actually... Uh, going through a process to help wake you up to what okay. you're saying. Okay. okay. These okays and these like are words that are stored in the um, uh, in the parent ego state. Okay. Ah. <laughs> All right. And the yes. noise word, they don't mean anything. Yeah. And a lot of your language is noise language. And if you give me that much noise language, I wonder how much you give to yourself. Okay, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. I mean, Perhaps well. you could use the word... Yes, I understand. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay again. (laughs) Um, But I was saying that they take everything 
that is horrible about yourself and they integrate it with through that psychology of the deity. Like, have you ever heard of Agora? No, but I have heard of making friends with your anxiety, to make friends with your anger. If you need to label anger or to label anxiety with a deity's name, that's okay. And what about sex? What? What about sex? What about sex? That's a way too long a topic to do today. You're already well into all of this other stuff. Well, that's part of it because they believe that sex can take you to that transcendent state of non-dualness and. Okay. Um, and you... how long is that going to last? Just as long as you're having sex or does it remain oh. afterwards? It's supposed to, if it works, if it works, it's supposed to, it's supposed to, um, it's you. supposed oh. to. You're telling me that a lot of failures going on. Well, no, you have to learn how to do it. Like if you do it right. Oh, it's a skill to be developed. Okay. Yes. I mean, karma mudra means the skillful means, literally. Have you ever heard of Osho? Uh, yeah, he's not a good example of this. No, he's about the best there is because he had so many volunteers to try it out from sex well, no, to Sakati. Yep. But that was not, that was, he was a scam, I think. He was kind Well, of okay. I won't disagree with that. Yeah. But I will say that it's not necessary for you to have magical deities. Well, I don't think it's necessary. And are they also a scam, even though they work? Because a lot of people did get something out of Rajneesh. Okay. Well, yeah, they did, but... It doesn't mean what they were doing was actually the thing that he was that that was taught from India that he brought back. He just mixed a bunch of stuff. He together. didn't bring it back. He was in India for all that time, except for a very short time from 1982 to 1984, something like that. Yeah. By early 84, he was <laughs> caught trying to escape from the country. Yeah, and, but he mixed a bunch of stuff, and he tried to put it as a teaching. Well, let it, us say that he was a great teacher because he had a wide variety of things to talk about. But what he, people really loved to hear him talk about was Tantra and sex and all of that kind of stuff. Well, because when you, you hear Tantra, even Indian people don't understand it because they think it's like black magic or something. And it's not. That's what no, people, it, it can be white magic. Yeah, well, and but that's what people in India think, and um, well, what do you think? Well, in my experience of it, I like it. It's it's um, from where and what? I don't have a clue about what you're talking about yet. You you have to be clear because I don't I don't huh? understand what you mean. What do you mean? From I where? mean what? Tell yeah, from where? Where do you did you get all of this out of a book? This all of the stuff you believe? Have you been to a tantra class? Um, have I, you seen these guys do it in public and then uh, uh, have whatever the goal is after that? I, I've, I've done the practice. What evidence do you have of this? I think that you've got a lot of hearsay. Well, no, I've done the practices before and I've had experiences that I don't really want to talk about because it's kind of weird, but um, they're real. Well, let us say they're hard to talk about. Yeah. 
Did you do this in orgies or uh, threesomes, two at a time, in your bed alone? Not, not what I meant. I meant like doing the meditative practices and the inner the inner practices, not the physical uh, things like that. You were talking about sex and tantra. That's what well, they that's, do. Yeah, well, not only sex. That's why the Westerners that's what, are... That in. was what Rajneesh practiced. That's what he was doing. But that's why he's a crazy fool. <laughs> Because a tantra well, then was, why did you? If it's not sexual, then why did you bring it up? Because it's part of it, but it's not the whole. I thing. know. I have heard all about Rajneesh or Osho. I've Isn't heard it actually from some of the women that he's done it to. Yeah, but that's the was, thing. It was quite that... a scam. <laughs> yes. But you're not supposed to do it with everyone. That's not what Tantra says. The texts don't say that. And they don't definitely um, say just go and have orgies or whatever. I but, don't think that he did it with everyone. I think he had a coven or a, um, a micro harem. Yeah, of course he did. But um, the reason I say I bring up sex too is because I always feel like ashamed of that part of myself. And... Um, okay, I, I I give you permission to end this part of the conversation, and we'll take it up at a later time by okay. giving yourself permission to not feel bad about it. Sure, yeah. Make sexuality also a friend. Yeah, yeah. Just and like that, you would anger or sadness. And in that sadness or anger, you can still tell yourself everything's going to be okay. Yeah, Everything's you, going to be all right. But you'll so, be all right. You'll it, this too shall pass. It shall. It shall. Uh, but, it shall. Um, part of the frustration is also like me wanting to ordain, and now I don't feel like I want to because I really don't. So like, you're up and down and wishy-washy. How many people do you know this like that? I'll give you a clue. Everyone I've met. Well, and this I is dozens I, who did and many thousands who didn't. But a lot of those who didn't were still wishy-washy about do I do it or do I not? It's not even about that. It's more like I just really don't see the point in it anymore. OK. Because, yeah. Then because good. Enjoy your life. But then there's also the teachings of the Buddha. Are, you don't have to ordain yeah, unless but, you're ready for that level of freedom. So you don't have to do anything. See, no, there we go. There it is. That, that thing that you just did, which mm -hmm. is the level. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me because. Okay. Um, All right. Because. So you, let us stay that's with, that's where you are now. Let us stay with where you are now. And where you are now, let us make that the very best time right now. Where you are now. Make it the absolute jam up best instead of being all frustrated and confused about do I come or do I go? Okay, yeah, you're right. And but, I can spell come several different ways. But <laughs> um, there is that major difference, which is why they're completely opposed to each other. And not as much anymore, but back then. No, you're opposed to each one of them. They are not opposed to each other. They are brothers. They're the same darn thing. It's just a way, different way of looking at it. They are, 
but it's very, very, very difficult to see that when you study them. I they know might, that's why there be, is so much confusion the in the Western Buddhism. There is so might, much confusion. They might have the same goal, but they're totally different. Mm -hmm. Meaning like monasticism is not a part of Tantra at all. It's it's completely for householders. It was made for householders. It's it's you are completely confusing Western Christian Catholic monasticism with freedom. What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you mean by that. I mean that you can be free. And one of the burdens that many men have is a wife. A wife is a burden unless it's you are skilled. It doesn't have to be, but that's what tantrum Unless makes. I just said that unless you are skilled. I don't want a kid, for sure. <laughs> I don't want that. Modern times has uh, things to do that will greatly increase, but not um, uh, totally guarantee that. Yeah, that's But horrible. in the time of the Buddha, they didn't have a clue that, in fact, the first evidence of condoms is about 2,000 years ago in Mediterranean. So. The frustration lies in. Well, here's the point. The point about the Buddha was, is that a lot of the stuff that Westerners pick up that they hear and think about what the Buddha taught. We're getting into it anyway, <laughs> even though I wanted to avoid this today, but we'll talk about it a little bit. And that is um, that in the time of the Buddha, there were circumstances. They were extremely patriarchal. They were extremely um, uh, forceful in it and uh, actually required not the Brahmins just to keep themselves pure, but they imposed the caste system so that everybody was stuck in the caste that they were which completely eliminated romantic love, and it allowed the women, or it allowed the men to get a good deal. Excuse me. Because wives were bought, they were, they were property, they were concubine. Yeah, that was, that was how it was. But before that, it wasn't that way. Well, before that, it was dog eat dog, man eat man, I'll grab that woman, beat her with a club, and take her into my cave times. Oh, it was Vedic culture. It was the Rishi culture. And then the Brahmins came along and messed up the Rig Veda. They well, messed well up I went way back when. <laughs> <laughs> when you said before, I took it way back. <laughs> the reason, um, like, there was a time before all that that was actually good. That okay, was but in the time of the Buddha. It wasn't. It was corrupted. It was time. what he knew. And yes. his mother died in childbirth, and he understood the responsibility. But he also had teachings for householders. 
Yeah. Now, what I I mean by the householder is the difference is, is that if you're interested in the Buddha, then there's a reason to not join the Sangha, and that is you already are well-propertied. And you got no problems. You own a house, you own uh, perhaps servants and slaves, and you've got a wife and maybe two or three and kids and all of that. This kind of guy is not about to go join the Sangha, although here in Thailand, a few of them actually do. But that's a small percentage. Most of them take the other alternate route. And that alternate route does, in fact, almost naturally leads a guy to being an anagami. And that there were some famous uh, anagamis in the time of the Buddha that were so good that they uh, taught the monks. There was two of them that I know of for sure. And that they uh, spread the Dhamma to other lay people and converted them and brought them into the Sangha. And these are householders. What was the secret ingredient? I don't know. The secret ingredient was is that part of the duties for a householder, according to the Buddha, would be to give all of the duties, ceremonies, rites, rituals, properties, servants, dress codes, and everything to the wife. And let her be the boss. Well, that's, that's exactly how it is in our house here. And it is marvelous. The boss is sitting right in there. She even knows what I'm saying. Well, okay. So I don't want that. But <laughs> but it's really, really a good trade-off. Because then that lives, gives you a monk's life at your own home. And you don't yeah. have to have any duties. Because you but give I'm... all the responsibilities and everything over to the wife. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. But um, it doesn't it though. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't see. There's here's the conflict. Here's the conflict. That way, the guy can go and do as he pleases without having to go order people around to get stuff done. That he delegates the responsibility of the management, but he's still the top dog, and he can go do what he wants to do. If he wants to buy a telescope and look at the stars, he'll do that. He can do anything he wants to do. But one of the things that generally gets really interested in is the Dhamma of the Buddha. And that becomes his pet toy. But here is the conflict. There's no conflict. The conflict is within you. That's what I'm saying. It's not. I was going to say it's about me. So um, (laughs) it's simple. It's as I don't want to live in this society but i also don't want to shut out every good thing in the freaking world so it's like uh i don't know of anyone who ordains or even those who get ready to ordain and don't do it do that well what about all the rules and restraints and you can't have sex and you can't do this i didn't say you couldn't have sex you ordain, you can't, for sure. In some places, that's true. Well, and the only, only place that that's not true is in Zen Buddhism. And that's dead already. Well, like, in that's Korean true. also. Yeah, Korean. But those are dead. Like, those monasteries are very rare. They don't exist. 
or it's just a priest. Mm, I wonder why. <laughs> well, because, like, again. I wonder like, what's going to happen to Christianity, but never mind. The point is, is that you're still looking at it from the monastic position and can't have sex. Okay. And, to, and, and start looking at it, the freedom to not be encumbered with that kind of relationship. Yeah, but then there's and also... yet a lot of guys will show up at the Watt and the meditation retreat center and all kinds of stuff with his girlfriend or wife in tow. Yeah, they but come as couples and they go as couples and they generally go early. But uh, the other thing is, it's like I, I don't know. I'm just frustrated. I know. And I don't see any reason for you to be frustrated. Basically, I think is what you're saying is, uh, let's look at it like this. Let us look at a set of stairs, and each stair is painted a different color of the rainbow. And that what happens is, is that guys want this color and that color, and yet they can't put a foot on each of those two colors. It's too far to stretch. So they can't have them both at the same time. But yeah, the I easy can. part is, is that, hey, man, you can dance up and down that staircase. Yeah, I just don't want to work. I don't want to do all that stuff. I don't want to, like, go. You don't have to climb that high up into the staircase if you don't want to. I don't care. Nobody is making you. These days, it's either ordain or become like a freaking like. The reality is, like people. Why don't, don't you move into the temple as a layman and live there and go to the brothel or whatever you want to do from time to time? Have a girlfriend on the outside, go part time, go for three months and come back home. There are so many darned options, and you're just seeing things as black and white. I don't want to live in the. I want to just be like those old. Indian Vedic people where they just have a Vedic like it's all holistic everything oh, is they in, do that what's preventing you from doing that whatever it is okay holistic Vedic I got that part old man that part that will happen naturally on its own prepare yourself well for old man because you will be and hopefully for a long time an old man retired yeah. When I look at you the can life, start that next year, in fact, and do it for the next 75 years. But like when I look at the life of Ananda Maima, for example, um, Pardon? when I look at the life of Ananda Maima, you know, Ananda Maima, right? I, I probably don't know. Yeah, which is very famous. Uh, and her family was like completely what I what I would like his wife and I mean, his, her father and his mother. Um, his ah, Ananda Maima's father and mother, um, they were completely like, like, just like, how do you explain it? You know, they were perfect in a sense, like they were as a practitioner. If you can them. explain perfect, you could have done it without the flowery 20 words before perfect. They uh, were perfect. OK, they were practitioners as practitioners. They were very devoted to Tantra. Okay. And to the mother and to... But I don't know what I what it is they practiced. Well, they practiced like uh, mother worship. 
So, you know, like, uh, that's shot. wonderful. No, what's mothering all about is nurturing, bonding, taking care of an infant. Yeah, I gotcha. In, in the tantric sense, it's about higher consciousness. And did I just mention higher consciousness or what? I don't know. <laughs> nurturing, bonding, okay. being at one. Okay, so mother worship, fine, I do that. But yes. not a person or a mother, but let, her, let us say mothering or motherhood. Yeah, yeah, motherhood, yeah. So Okay, I'm all for it. Gosh, I don't know of any guy who could ever do without it. Yeah, we all got mothered and we need a whole lot more of it too. Why don't you mother yourself more? But Tantra has a lot of beliefs that don't coincide with Buddhism, like, for example, like spirit, spirits. No, there's all kinds of Buddhist people who believe in all kinds of spirits. Yeah, but they don't. They even have spirit houses in Thailand. They don't intentionally try to upgrade their physical body. They don't intentionally try to perceive these different states of mind. I don't go to the gym either. I know, but it's no problem. But that doesn't mean. See, that's the thing. That I'm not talking about like that. I don't. Thing. I don't know what you're. Why you're arguing with me about it? All we got out was is this one guy that I don't understand his name of had a mother and father who worshipped motherhood. Let's okay. take it from there. Wasn't a guy. So what's his? So yeah, I mean, you haven't even gotten the guy born yet. It wasn't How long a is guy. The story going to take? It wasn't a guy. It was a woman, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. So she say. was all into mothering. Some women are. The very best women are all mother all the time. No, no. She, her mother and father were into that. And she was a fully enlightened yeah. being. Like at the, at the time when she was a teenager. Because they thought she was autistic for a while. And um, Okay, uh, maybe she was autistic and they just called was, her enlightened. No, she could read and everything after her experience. Okay. I know autistic kids can read. I don't see. Oh, no, no, no. Like she was incredibly intelligent. Like, okay. not just, like, you know, like. Uh, just like a lot of autistic people. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but. Um, but know. she was worshipped because they do that in India. Yeah, but she had miraculous powers and such. A lot of people knew that. Hundreds and thousands. And yes. Have you heard of Sacha Sai Baba? Yeah, but his, you see, you have to be careful with trying to compare people because it's two different minds and they're doing two different things. And such as Sai Baba. Got and caught. He, yeah, he was, ex he explained what he did. And um, I well, mean, that he was did, after he got, I mean, people took cameras back in the 1970s but inside of their code and they would take pictures of it when he was doing his stuff. Yeah, and this but, got all put into a big uh, newspaper. I, I've seen it in yeah. Bangalore. When I was in Bangalore, an old woman that I met on the train showed me the old photos that it was a huge display, one page after the other, of photos of his sleight of hand. Guess what? Did not stop the crowds of people coming to him. Yeah, but that's the thing. That is just... Unfortunately, sure, that is just stupid. And, and he did a whole lot of really good stuff, including schools and hospitals and whatnot like that. But there's a difference between 
trying like doing something so dumb like giving your picture to people and he didn't give his picture to anyone like i said oh, they sorry, it was a, in. It was a they, medallion he would like meda he would like uh put um manifest medallions or whatever and this and that. Mo mostly he did this rolex thing and he also yeah. did diamonds and he did holy dust and he did medallions and he did all kinds of stuff that i was really into him at one time that, that's the thing okay that of course you could really kind of question that because of the intention and why is he doing it but another thing is um ananda my ma didn't do things like that it was way more crazier than that and more helping it was more helpful than that okay like, like Maharaj, right. for example i like, i would congratulate her but i still don't know why you're telling me this story i didn't want to but you're, i don't like comparing people when they're not the same um like for okay example, so she so she was they thought autistic when she was a teenager she turned out to be very exceptional well, no, she had, then she had an experience of whatever Let's just call okay. it experience. And then she was, she basically, it doesn't matter. I don't want to get into that, but <laughs> I just don't, because it doesn't matter. Because the point is, is that like you even say, like magic isn't real and all this stuff. I didn't say magic isn't real. Okay. I have never said that. Okay. <laughs> but it is dangerous. How so? When people believe in the magic instead of doing the work, that's how so. Okay, yeah, that is very true. That is very true. I agree with that. That's what Christians do. But that, but real magic. That's like, why Christianity doesn't work the way Jesus set it out. Yeah. Um, that in fact, if you think about it like this in Buddhist terms, that Jesus taught metta. Yes, but the major conflict in myself is the struggle of living in society where it's like every moment it could die out. Every moment it could just something can go completely yeah. horribly what, wrong. What could die out? This whole society. Like at any moment, anything can go completely Quite wrong. Quite fragile, isn't it? People yes. don't recognize how fragile our society. You know what holds our society together? Money. Okay. No, people want to keep the society together. Yes, but I don't. And I don't care for it. Like it's okay. just sounds like a whole lot of Christians don't either. Well, yeah, no one. It's just like uh, I don't know. Well, didn't I? I don't know why you're shaking your head. Isn't that true? No, I'm just frustrated. I don't know. Okay. Well, guess what? They were unsuccessful in destroying society because too many people wanted to keep it going. So yeah, I, you can pretty well count on that Mar what Martin Luther King said is true in the sense that things will, that just, you know, the arc of the universe bends towards justice or some phrase like that. Okay. And what that means is, is that people will slowly, slowly get educated. That's part of the waking up process. Yeah, but it's. Um, and when people are in the dark ages and they're ignorant and they don't know anything. And so they're very superstitious. 
But when we begin to see the light, and that's one of the things that Christianity is wanting to keep dark, is science. Yeah. Because science has proved some of their beliefs to be wrong. And instead of just accepting science, they want to hold on to their beliefs, even though the beliefs now are magical. And they're actually, because of that, dangerous. Yeah, but like, um, I just want to, like, uh, there's a part of me that doesn't want to, like, it wants to be fulfilled without a woman, of course, or without a partner or whatever. Okay. Um, that sometimes I don't... you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. What's the conflict? Well, I don't... Sometimes you want a woman and sometimes you don't. Well, uh, can you accept yourself when you want a woman? Can you accept yourself when you don't? Or just, are you going to, when you accept when you want a woman, then you tell yourself, no, you couldn't have one, or you're not supposed to, or you've got higher things on your mind. And then when you don't want a woman, then you say, oh, yes, I do. I want, I want, I want. And you have that basic conflict inside. You're trying to stand on two different stairs at the same time. It's not just that. And you're frustrated and you're uh, you're straddled. Rather than recognizing that you can dance up and down that set of stairs. Yeah, but I don't want to like... It just seems like there's a whole separation between... Like, okay, so if you don't ordain, you're never going to like... The human mind tries in that regard to make things black and white. I know they're not, but it just... Magic is black and white. You said reality is in full color. You said earlier that if you're not ready for that level of freedom, and that is a separation between lay householders and monks. Like I said before, that householder then is the one that has the ultimate freedom. Because for this week or this month or this year, he can act completely like a monk. And then when he changes his mind, he can come back and he can be the householder again. But while he's off being a monk, his wife's going to take care of all the business. Because she knows that when he comes back, he's not going to take the job back away from her. Well, we'll see, I guess, whatever happens. Well, you can do that without being married, which means that you can do something. Let me give you this example. I know someone very personally, very close. I know I have a friend (laughs) who has retired, he says, four times. Each one of them he thought would be uh, permanent, and it turns out it wasn't permanent, which meant that a few years he was in this country doing this thing, and a few years in that country doing that thing. And then a few months, and then a few years, and back and forth, and back and forth. But he didn't have it any better integrated until after he retired four times to recognize, oh, now I see what I've been doing. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> What do you want to do? That's uh, so ever since that experience, it seems like I, we've talked the, a whole lot about it with stuff you don't want to do. What do you want to do? 
Well, ever since that something experience- that's got no conflict in it, not something you can say, well, I want on this hand and then I want on that hand. Something that you actually want to do. Tell me. Well, ever since that experience, there's like this whole feeling of like, I can do whatever I want. And then there's like, like, I don't know what to do because I'm scared if I do the wrong thing. Ah, so now we've got fear back into it. Let's take the fear back out and well, let's talk about what you want to do. I don't know. That's the sucky part. No, you're saying that I, I want to do what I want to do, but I'm afraid to do it. Yeah, because I don't want to waste my time. You, what else are you going to do with your time? Well, that's funny. I don't know. I don't understand. what I mean, yeah, I waste my whole day. I get almost nothing done, but when I do get something done, it's because it needs to be done, and I sometimes have work to do. Like this week, it's visa time. So going and getting the photo and going and getting all of that stuff Xeroxed and going and getting the passport done and going and getting the um, that that other thing and going and getting the house papers and going to the bank and getting all of the papers from them and then Xeroxing the passbook. <laughs> I mentioned photo already. Yeah. And getting all that stuff together and then getting printed out all of the forms that the Thai government puts on the house papers. They want maps. It's about 20 or 30 pages all together Jesus. just for the retirement visa. And we do that every year. Yeah, okay. So I've got some work to do. And I that's just... what I've been doing the past couple of days. But mm-hmm. here's the point. Sometimes we feel like there's something that we got to do. We go ahead and do it. The question is, can I do it joyfully? Or do I have to be misregard about all of this work that I've got to do? I just, but then there's this other part of me that just hates everything. Huh? There's this other part of me that just hates everything that I don't want to work. Hates everything. I don't like, okay. I don't care. All right. So see then how you're in a duality yourself mentally that sometimes you feel like you want freedom and then you're afraid to go do what you want to do i don't know the, any other kind of freedom other than the freedom to go do what you want to do yeah because because otherwise it would be the freedom to go do something you don't want to do what kind of freedom is that so what, what freedom is, the, is defined to go do what you want to do what if the things that we want to do are kind might be not the right thing to do Ah, well, that's where wisdom comes into play, doesn't it? Yeah. So that when we begin to see what's dangerous, then we can avoid the danger. But what is dangerous and what is it? Actually, for some people, they can see dangers in things that other people cannot see. Yeah, but that's just their opinion. Everybody has an opinion. What else are you living by? Are you living by George Burns' opinion? I don't know. You don't that even is. know George. Yeah, you don't even <laughs> know him, do you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. But, I mean, whose opinion are you going to live by? But that's, that's the thing. Everyone lives by their own opinion. What is opinion? That's their worldview. What is a worldview? Well, there's have... either wrong view, there's ordinary right view, and there's noble right view. Yes, but... And you're stuck in ordinary right view. 
saying, oh, well, if I do Tantra, that would take me into noble, no, noble right view because I've heard stories. Hmm. I'm just confused. I don't really have an answer. I know, I know. The confusion is back to Anapanasati to start looking at this stuff, figuring it out, know what's going on. When the fear comes, you can think, in fact, a really great daydream would be to have, what would you really like to do? Go have a fantasy. And every time the fear comes up, we can say, I can't, I see you, Myra. But like, uh, like, for example, like Daniel Ingram, right? Or like people like that, like, they're really into like experimenting with your like, well, that's what he wants to do. You want to go do Dan Ingram? I'm sure he'll let you saddle up right beside him. You can stay with him. He'll teach you all kinds of things. I just want to experiment like with like. Well, wait a minute. Let's go back with that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go spend your time with Dan? I know him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that I want to spend time with him. I just want to. Um, Well, how else are you going to learn how to do the kind of experiments that he does that you think are so wonderful? Well, I don't think they're so wonderful. I think this is interesting. Oh, you're going to have your own wonderful experiments, huh? Well, I want to. uh, That's the whole thing. I don't I'm I just scared that I'm just going to be like confused and then. I'm scared and confused. Yeah. Remember, we have talked about three kinds of feelings. Okay. One kind of feeling is monks are good. The other kind of feeling is monks are terrible because they don't get any sex. They're horrible little creatures, urchins even. Elves not in green. Uh Leprechauns. Without a pipe. Oh, I don't think that. I don't think- <laughs> well, no, I know you don't. But I'm talking about you have the three choices of the feelings. You like monks or you hate them. And I just gave you a whole group of things. about Well, funny, but we could hate them. But then there's that third feeling of confusion. And that's where you are. The whole reason that I practice and- is because I wanted to stop loving all this crap. I don't want to love anything. <laughs> okay. Can you love not loving things? No, I don't. Huh? It's frustrating. Pardon? I'm just frustrated. Frustrated. <laughs> I know that's what we're talking about. It's... We're talking about the feeling of frustration. It comes from the feeling of confusion. I just don't want to. And the confusion comes because you're trying to see things in dualities or false choices. And in fact, you could take the advice that you think that you got from Tantra, what it's all about, is to begin to unify. 
to accept the frustration. And you can take it apart and look at it if you would accept it, but you don't like it. And so you want to push the frustration away. Yeah. Yes. Just tired. I'm just tired. I'm tired because I don't want to live my the rest of my life and then make them like. Like, I heard I just, you say waste your time. You don't want to live your life wasting your time. Yes, because that's what you feel like. Like in frustration? It being frustrated? Yeah, like when you're like, like being in school and then every day is like miserable because you're just wasting your life. Okay. If you don't like what you're doing, then that's, isn't that a waste? If you're doing what you love to do, if you like to do what you're doing, and what you say that you you want to stop liking things, which means that, that sensual desire, when you're talking about things like the things, we mean generally physical things. I just mean in general. Mm -hmm. In general, right. Wanting. Yeah, but that's the thing. I I would want to want, but then I'm afraid to do that. Yeah, exactly. You, we, we established that 20 minutes ago. The question is, are you going to wake up to that and put a stop to it? And tell yourself other things like, wow, that's such a, a, a marvelous deity. I remember his name. It's a Tibetan deity. It's, and the name of that deity is, everything's going to be all right. How about, well, I'll figure that out later. Right now, I'm just going to enjoy the moment. I don't know. I just, I'm just tired. Huh? I'm just tired. I don't know. I just, it just seems like all I, all I like, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, the, that's the whole thing. Like, I, hate, I hate the feeling of no direction. There's no direction. There's nothing. Why do you want to go anywhere? What and what direction? You 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 know that you got to figure out a direction to go in, and if you don't have a direction, why go anywhere? What is it that's driving you to go someplace you don't know where to go? It just seems like this whole thing is about being free and getting to this point. And so, why don't you be free at this point? Yeah, but that's uh... like free from the fear of being free to do what you want to do. Because as long as you are fearful of doing what you want to do, you won't let yourself do what you want to do. Yeah, but what if I want what I want to do isn't, isn't going to help me? When you figure that out, then you can figure out something new to do. And that. do that why... because you want to do it. But I already know that. You already know what? That what I want to do won't help me. How do you know that? You haven't done it yet. I have. 
I have done that. You haven't done enough because you still want to do it, whatever it is. I don't even know what it is, but you do, and you keep doing it, and you don't get any satisfaction out of it. Is that what you're saying? And so the uh, Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa would say, well, look at what you're doing. Is that something you really want to do? Why don't you go find out what you really want to do? And what you really want to do is free from the fear of doing it. So that you become, let us say, wholehearted. Yeah. But then the other, uh, well, we'll see. Whatever right. happens. Whatever happens, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Well, why don't we see right now? I don't, I can't. Yes, you can. You can smile and put on a happy face and say, everything's going to be all right. You can. You can come out of that frustration right bloody now. But it's just like, I don't feel that way. You don't want to come out right now. You want to feel bad. Well, no, I just, it's not that I want to. Nobody wants to do that. Are you sure? Well, nobody does. Because you keep telling yourself that you can't come out of it. You could tell yourself, I can come out of it. Because I really want to come out of it. I can take a deep breath and put on a happy space. Yeah, I can do that. And then later on, it's just going to do this. No, no, no. We can do it now. You can do this <laughs> later. I can. You yeah. don't have to worry about later on. The right now is what we need to do is to get you out of frustration right now before this call ends. I can't. Never do mind that. about tomorrow. I can. Can do you? That. You haven't done it yet. Come on, I let's can. see you do it. I want to see you. Fake it. <laughs> now you're on the way. Okay, I see a smile. No, I can fake it. You're not rubbing your forehead now. You're not being frustrated with your down your head down like this like you were. Now you're smiling. Come on, let's see some more. Come I up. I said I can fake it. Okay. But I don't want to fake it. It maybe is not faking. Maybe it's training. Maybe it's skill development. Yeah, but Just I like don't... a baby trying to play the piano, they fake it for a while, but they begin to learn the fingering, and then they start playing it music. Just, it just seems like... In like the practice or whatever it doesn't honor the individual it just wants to get rid of it as well well honor it and make friends with it until you figure out what it's really all about and then you can integrate whatever that is but you got to be friends with yourself instead of hassling yourself you're really giving yourself a hard time I don't know. I just don't. I hate life. You keep throwing. Now you go. Now you hate things. I don't. Yeah, because you don't understand. Like my life, like it felt for for once many times. It's just like a promise and then nothing. It's always just always nothing. Right. That's what the Buddha teaches. Stop following the promises that you've been given because they're ultimately empty and enjoy the fact that everything is empty. And you can get a big kick out of things really being empty.
That's why you have no direction is because you've already looked like you've been in a whole lot of different directions and all you found was a bunch of nothing. <laughs> no, I was just always, well, I did do things, but I just, I don't know. That's the whole thing. At least stay with that part. I don't know. Because that's being honest. To recognize that you don't know. Because that'll give you good reason to look to see that you're hassling yourself. You even use the word fear that you want to go and do something, but then you're afraid to do it. Examine that fear. Come out of that fear. Now, I didn't say that then you have to go do what you wanted to do, because if you get to the bottom of the fear, you may decide to change what you wanted to do. You might, in fact, saw that the fear was telling you that it was dangerous or it wouldn't work the effort. Cost-benefit analysis. This is what we need to do. And so perhaps one of you is really gung-ho and wants to go someplace, and another part of you is doing a cost-benefit analysis. You need to listen to that. Listen to that fear. Understand what it's saying to you. Integrate it. Become a whole human being, recognizing that sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you want to be a monk. Sometimes you think that's nuts. No, I oh, that's recent. That's the whole thing. That was my last to go to do. And now it's like, that was the only thing I had left. Well, why go anywhere and why do anything? Because what's the point of doing it? And maybe you will change your mind and actually do go to the Watt. The only reason that you've got a problem with it now in Orlando is because when you went, it was closed. <laughs> it's not going to be closed forever. They're going to change their mind, too. <laughs> that's, that's not it, either. It's just that I just want to, like, feel whatever that was, like, feel that way all the time. All right. Then sit and remember it and go into that feeling and say, maybe I can bring it up again. I felt that way once. It's now part of the Sankara. I can bring that up again. But I don't feel like I could or like I should or like. Um... Oh, like you should, huh? <laughs> and so you want it, but you won't let yourself have it. Or you won't even try because you'll probably fail at it. But you haven't even done anything yet. You're just all over these different ways of looking at it. All of these thoughts dancing around, but instead of letting that be an integration, it's kind of like a straddle for you. Trying to have a foot in two different worlds. A part of me just wants to punch everything and punch people and just stop, get away from me and don't touch me. I you just... want to punch me? No. Of me? Course. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, but like, Can I get to choose the place you punch me? <laughs> like, like even at work, like I just can't stand people. Like I can't stand. Like it, like, but this is all recent. Like I don't. Like I just. I don't, I don't, like, there's points where I just, like, you know, like, why not just 
Do you think this too shall pass? How long is this feeling going to last? It's only a short time, and the closer you pay attention to it, the less likely it's going to last and last and last. You can come out of this. All you have to do is be mindful. Watch what you're doing. But I thought I did. Note it well and let it pass. But I thought I did. It shall pass. That's the whole thing. I thought I did. And as well, then you've got some experience in doing that. Let it pass again. Yes, but how many times? <laughs> every moment, every minute, every new now is a new now. Right. Can but you do it now? That's the whole thing. Like, I don't know. It just, to me, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Are you saying now that it's taking too much effort to take any effort at all? No, it's just I don't I we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, at this moment I have no answers for that. Do you have something to go looking for? I don't know. Oh gosh. We've been doing this for about an hour now. Can we go over it again? That I know. <laughs> I just don't have any type of like energy for this anymore. Okay, so enjoy the fact you don't have any energy. Okay, but it's not easy. When you're like, like this. Well, why don't you look at what that is? And tell yourself, you don't have to do that. You do not have to let that mind go grinding on and on and on and on, bringing up all of these feelings and this and that, and I don't know what to do. Let yourself be to the point of saying, I'm tired of all of that now. Let me sit down and actually rest. Because really, is there no place to go? But you won't even let yourself, even as tired as you are, you won't let yourself quit. I don't know. That's the whole fucking thing. Separate this self from the frustration. Aha, uh-huh, I see you, frustration. I am not the frustration. The frustration is merely a feeling, a sensation of confusion and not know where to go. Make friends with it. Yeah, okay, so go to the mirror and do that and say, this is frustration. Oh, you're so beautiful, frustration. What a frustration you are today. It's so annoying. Huh? It's just, I don't want to. You're the girl again. I like that. That's something with a big smile. No, no, it is. I don't, I thought I was, I just don't want to. It feels like instead of this stuff helping me, like, not want things, it just seemed like it made me want everything a lot more. Like that. What, ex- what like that ex- you want things a lot more? That experience. Like, it just opened my mind up again to, oh, I don't know, so I could do whatever I want. Oh, but so then it when- had, you had an experience. Okay. All right. Yeah, the one I told you about. And then 
Yeah, um, all right. It's but like left an impression in my mind that I know nothing. So you, and then, you're saying now that it's like you can't put the tube, the toothpaste back in the tube? Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. well, enjoy the toothpaste. You've got it. <laughs> Karate chop. <laughs> 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 Enjoy the toothpaste. You got a bunch of it. Smear it on the walls. <laughs> Don't put it on your balls. <laughs> I just feel like I don't deserve it. You don't. Yeah, that's what I said. I feel like I You don't, don't have to do anything that accomplishes anything to give you a state of deserving. You don't deserve it. It's a free gift. And you don't have to earn it or deserve it. You just have to remember that you've got a beautiful gift. I just feel like there's always a goal or something. There is no goal. Isn't that marvelous? Because any goals that we're going to make, we're going to make them in, in a way that we can get them immediately. Yeah. All goals are absolutely immediate right now. The goal of taking a deep breath, the goal of gladdening the mind, the goal of getting ourselves into a state of sabai, sabai, everything is okay. This is sukha. Yes. And you can do that immediately. You've done it many times immediately. All you have to do is to remember to do it. It's a marvelous gift. You don't deserve it. That's what makes it so wonderful. And why do I feel like give this? The That's why we want to give the Dhamma for free. And why do I feel like this? Why, if I have such a beautiful this experience, like why do I feel this way? Because you probably have always felt this way and worse, and now you're waking up to how bad you feel. And you don't like that. And so you make yourself feel worse because you're waking up. It's part of the process, dude. Yeah, I just don't, I don't want to go back to that feeling. You don't want to go back to what feeling? That feeling of feeling like everything is pointless. Well, that's where you are right now, so it's not that feeling, it's this one. Yeah, I mean, like, to the point where Can it's you like, enjoy the fact that everything is pointless? No. Why not? Is that terrifying or what? Yes. Okay, so look at the terror. And get over the fact that you don't like that everything is, in fact, pointless. But when things are pointless, that means that you can make your own points. Yes. When life has no meaning, finally you are free 
to let it be meaningless. Yeah, I know. I know that. But it's like... Okay, but you don't practice it. I... It's just like... In this very moment. I just don't... I thought, like... <laughs> it's just everything that I am is a lie. Yep. I agree. So it, let's get real, dude. Let's get real. <laughs> that's that experience was like freeing because I could just do anything I wanted. I could do anything. I could. Why don't you feel that way right now? Why do you bring frustration to me? Why don't you bring great joy of freedom to do anything you want to do without the fear? Because I feel like I'm disappointing the Buddha or myself. Nobody or... gives a flying rip. Nobody. Exactly. Nobody yes. is disappointed <laughs> in you. Only you are disappointed in you. Yeah, but if I do drugs, right, if I do ayahuasca or if I go and have sex with a bunch of women or if I do crazy shit, I feel like I'm going to go crazy. I feel like I'm just going to lose myself and all of that stuff. And if, so if you see the dukkha in it, then you'll say, wait a minute, let's find another way of doing it so that I, I can enjoy it I, or I, quit I, doing afraid. that and go find something that I do enjoy. I do enjoy that. I do. I'm just afraid of enjoying it again. Why? Because because of all the shit that I've read. Of all the oh, you're reading books? No, before even, just like like that. Okay, so you read books, and now you're bringing up and spending all the books inside instead of just enjoying the moment. When I compared it to that, like comparing. Everything is wrong. Exactly. Everything, everything is suffering. Everything is everything. Having a kid, having a Buddha doesn't say everything is suffering. There doesn't. is the third noble truth. He does not say everything is suffering. He says three things specifically are suffering: wanting things you can't have, putting up with things you don't want to put up with, and confusion about whether you like it or not. And right now you're putting up a lot of confusion in the sense of feeling this way and that way, up and down, you don't know where to go, you got frustrated and all of that kind of stuff. That's the source of suffering. Not everything is suffering. And why, why did he stop doing everything then? Why did he, be, why did he make a monastic? Because he recognized he didn't have to do anything. And he enjoyed not doing anything. How long is it going to take you to enjoy doing things until you start doing a few, few, uh, a few, uh, how to say, a bit fewer things until you're not doing so much? I just feel like I'm just going to fuck up. One step at a time is not a fuck up. But being called a fuck-up over a period of years, especially by your own thoughts, you feel like a fuck-up. And so if you find it dangerous and you don't want to fuck-up, why don't you enjoy being a fuck-up?
That's not the biggest fuck up you ever saw. I even resist laughing. I don't know. Pardon? It's like I'm resisting even laughing because I'm just scared. Like, I don't want to do anything. I'm just like frozen. And like, it just, I need to like do something, right? Well, can you do something now? That's the whole point of this conversation. Can I get you out of all of your frustrations just for a moment and be here with me now and enjoy the moment? Take a deep breath and tell yourself out loud so I can hear you. Everything's going to be all right. Come on, I want to see that deep breath. It's crazy because I don't know why I feel this way. Huh? It's crazy because this is Let so- yourself tell yourself that and start getting out of the habit of feeling bad. Okay. And let yourself tell yourself everything's going to be all right. Let's do that. Let's start someplace. Fake it till you make it, so I've heard, and it's only going to take a couple of fake strokes, and then you'll start making it. Come on. Look how much love and affection I'm giving you right now. I've been spending an hour and a half with you. Sorry. Sorry. Patting your back and holding your hand and giving you hugs. Everything's going to be all right, Dennis. Everything's fine. Give yourself a break. Let me be that deity if necessary. (laughs) So that every time you remember, you remember what a laugh I am. What a (laughs) fuck up. My God, I have such a messed up mind. Yeah, well, just drop that once you see what a messed up mind it is. Set it aside and enjoy the moment instead. Stop criticizing yourself and start nurturing yourself. When you call yourself a fuck up, that's being critical. I just feel like at this point... Whatever you're doing is not good enough. You keep telling yourself it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Because the whole, reason time- I, the whole reason I even started practicing was because, uh, well, because I hated life, and I thought this would be like free from life, but instead it just amplifies everything more. Well, that's because you're looking more. It didn't amplify it. You're just looking at it closer. It's like when you get used to, when you get very close to noise, it gets louder. When you get closer and closer to a light, it gets brighter. Okay. When you sit in a dark room for a while, you begin to see things that you couldn't see when you first walked in. So everything is like that. So the whole reason I started this was the wrong reason. Huh? So the whole reason I started this was be- was for the wrong reason? 
No. It's just part of the process. But how are you going to learn to take out the trash if you don't take it out one item at a time or one bag full at a time? And what you're doing now is you're recognizing how many bags of garbage you've got in your house. And you still can't take them out, but one at a time, and each one that you take out, you're doing it now. So take that another bag of garbage out of the mind. This bag of garbage is the frustrations of the moment. That's right, another one of those. I want to see another deep out breath. Don't let yourself do even that. Come on, let me see your breath. As soon as I mention it, you hold your breath. Another, another breath. Focusing on the breath. Everything's going to be all right. Take another deep breath. And with a smile, there you go, a little smile, let it out. Everything's going to be all right. It's just like this hovering sense. No, let's go back and do it again. Come on, let's keep practicing. Let's not let that mind just get started up again and find all the problems. Let's get some real sati going. Keep breathing. You only did about three or four breaths. Let's see. Another. Another. You're thinking too much. Let's just do a breath. Let's do another. Okay, and let the next deep breath be very nurturing, very loving towards yourself. Relax and another deep in breath. Another one, and everything's going to be all right. Everything's okay. Don't let the mind start up again. Let's stay with. Gladdening the mind and taking deep breaths. Come on, let's remember. Another. 
in another one. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's okay. Got no worries, mate. Nothing worth worrying about. Just this moment is good. See, you can do it. It's not that hard to do. You can well, do this. You well, are successful at it. You are successful. You can do it. Don't let that part of the mind start back up with whys and whys. I'm just going to ask, like, what is this hindrance of shame and just feeling like a... Sh Guilt. Whatever it is, let it go. You don't have to feel shame right now. You haven't done anything at all. Nothing to be ashamed of. You're okay, Dennis. You're okay. Have you felt this before? Everybody does. The question is, can you stop thinking long enough to take a deep breath and enjoy the moment? <laughs> See, you can do this. You're successful at it. Give yourself congratulations. You can stop having thoughts of shame and frustration and start having thoughts of everything's okay. Give yourself nurturing thoughts, wholesome thoughts. I feel like I'm just holding everything. It's okay. At least let you have this much. A teaspoon this time. A spoonful next time. Next time a ladle after that. 
then a shovel, and then a backhoe. It's real enough for you. Stop calling it phony. You can do this. You can calm yourself down. You can recognize those thoughts as hindrances. All of the woulds and shoulds and ought tos and the shame and the frustrations and all of that, you can check that out. You can see it. And you can then take a deep breath and nurture yourself. What the Buddha calls gladdening the mind. Talk yourself into feeling good. Because you've been talking yourself into feeling bad and frustrated and anxious and full of shame and, and afraid. You've been talking yourself into that all these years. Now it's time to talk yourself into feeling good. Everything's going to be all right, Dennis. Everything's fine. <laughs> I got it now, right, okay, fine, that's what I've been looking for, is that affirmation from you. Affirm this to yourself, everything's going to be all right, you can say it now. Everything's going to be all right. Every time I'm about to say it, it just feels like that feeling. I don't know. I don't, everything's going to be okay. I don't. Yeah, everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be all right. Say it again. Everything. Everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Everything is going to be okay. Absolutely. Everything is going to be okay. All you have to do is remember this and to keep practicing because you have been become well skilled at being critical of yourself.
Pardon? Is it just because I don't know something? Is it just because I don't know? You don't have to know anything. All you have to do is to remember that everything is going to be all right and to take a few deep breaths. Everything is going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Everything's going to be Everything. It's just weird because for the first time I noticed that maybe I just because like that, like, I don't know. And like, holy crap, like I've been beat up because of I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know nothing. Exactly. <laughs> so now it's time to be gentle on yourself. Okay. <laughs> I will be. I will be. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right, Dennis. Everything's going to be okay. I just never noticed that. That I don't know anything. It's okay you don't know anything. You're going to be all right even though you don't know it all. Okay. It's just weird because No, it's not weird, it's cortisone. This is bonding. Allow the joy of the moment without calling it weird. Let it be nourishing, not weird. Okay. It's like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's no, joyful. It's wonderful. People have told me my whole life just to, to, it's like you have to cover that up so much. Okay. It's like the whole thing that you built yourself upon is like, not correct or like just not at all good it was all learned behavior and it was learned from people who were critical of themselves so guess what you learned (sighs) now it's time to let that go just this moment to let it go right now and be here now because you get really gushy (laughs) this present moment is so marvelous Okay. You're a good friend, Dennis. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> God. I have a lot of stuff that I have to let go of. No, you don't have to let go of a lot of stuff. Just let go of what's happening right now that's causing you misery. You don't have to let go of a lot of stuff. When you say, I've got a lot of stuff to let go of, you're being critical again. 
Okay, okay, okay. That's creative. Yes. So just let go of what you got. See you, and and now you're coming back out. Of, weren't you so gushy? Let's go back gushy again. Take another cup of deep breaths and get out of that critical mind. I'll be fine. I think it's just now it's just like, okay, just go back to just whatever. Just relax. <sighs> Remember, you can feel good. Remember this moment that you can feel really gushy. All warm and tingling and relaxed. Ken, if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> to everyone. Everybody who goes through this? Well, when the time is right, and you're pretty well advanced. I mean, you've really, really started seeing the dukkha to the point that is overwhelming you. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty funny. Man, that's crazy. No, like, that's, it's normal oh, human I, mind. Oh, but it's like it's crazy because it really it's I never knew logical. I had like yeah it's like I never knew I had it like you just don't know that how ignorant you are of things wakey wakey <laughs> breaks you out for a second or two <laughs> well I guess maybe yeah it freaks you out for like a second. Or two. Well, don't. I mean, it's okay to be freak. Okay. I'm a freak. It's okay. If you don't think that I'm a freak, imagine what it would be like if I were sitting on the pavement in in New York City right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay to be a freak. Freaks are marvelous people. God. But instead of freaking out, let's freak in. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy the freak. He's your friend. Yeah, yeah. This is what we mean by integration, unification of mind. is to enjoy even the freak. Okay. Dennis, this has been marvelous. This has been really wonderful. We need to put a gold star on this video. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for I mean, well, I'm not at all sorry. I am really pleased. Thank you for allowing me to be a witness to what you've just gone through for yourself. I didn't do it. I just invited you. And now I can do things. It's okay. Just be, just think, just don't, don't be so 
just look at what you're doing and look at those thoughts and say, wait a minute, I don't have to be shameful. I don't have to be ashamed. Don't have to be afraid. I can sit here and tell myself everything's going to be all right and take a few deep breaths. And when thoughts of shame or thoughts of frustration or thoughts of it's weird or thoughts of whatever, be mindful. Wake up and say, aha, I see you, Myra. And then you can come back, take a few deep breaths, and everything's going to be all right. And what a, like, um, life, just live it and don't be afraid to live it. Right? Well, you're already living your life. Yeah, true. <laughs> so why it. be afraid? Yeah. It's just, I, I guess I just put too much stuff in my head. Mm-hmm. You've been talking yourself into feeling bad. Now it's time to talk yourself into feeling good. Well, not even that, just yeah. ideas. Ideas about truth. Or whatever, goals. Uh-huh. Well, that's truth with a capital T. The, We're using truth with a, with a little t right now. Yeah. It's just like those idols or whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do it with a big T. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's, but it'll be fine. I'll be, I just have to learn how to be okay. You just have to remember to be okay. You already learned. You already know how. Remember. Yeah, I remember. You have to remember to be okay. Yeah, everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Everything's going to be all right. Okay. Good. 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 Uh, yeah. Dennis, we'll see you later. This has been a marvelous talk. You're a good friend, good buddy. Thank you. I will remember you when I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, too. Bye-bye.